And to go around the NFL, we're now joined the sports on by Nate Davis of USA Today. And Nate, let's start with the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, what are your primary pregame bullet points in that matchup? Well, you know, Bills, I believe, have won. Uh, I think they're going for five in a row here. Uh, only lost once since uh, Ken Dorsey was removed as offensive coordinator, um, scoring a lot of points. Josh Allen not doing a lot through the air, but kind of doing a lot of damage on the ground. And then, you know, they're they're catching a Miami team that's, you know, banged up. Jalen Waldo, Raheem Mostert, you know, Bradley Chubb out for the year. Xavier Howard injured. Um, you know, everything, everything looks like it's breaking the Bills' way. Uh, and of course, that's usually when things go sideways in Week 18. But um, I, 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 every, everything logically tells me to roll with Buffalo here. You mentioned the Dorsey uh, you know, change from offensive coordinator to, to Joe Brady. How has the Bills' offense specifically changed after the coordinator move? Well, I mean, it's been notable that Stephon Diggs' production has gone down, whether whether by design. Uh, you know, I think he's playing about 60% of the snaps since, since that change. Um, but, I mean, the, the converse of that is that I think just that they've relied more heavily on, on James Cook and, and been a more balanced offense. And, I mean, people have kind of been saying for a while that, you know, they were too reliant on, on Josh Allen. And uh, he's had some great games the last couple of weeks. He's also had some, you know, games, I think, with, with fewer than 100 yards passing that they've still won. Uh, pretty handily. So, um, of course, everyone saw what they did to Dallas a few weeks ago. So I, I think the main thing is just that they kind of dispersed the load um, a, a little bit more, uh, both both in terms of run pass and, and maybe uh, not being so reliant, obviously, on Stephon Diggs in the run game. That's been the biggest fundamental changes in my eyes. The Dolphins, they've allowed 35 points per game against opponents that are above 500. Yeah, obviously, a lot of that was when they were, you know, not as shorthanded as they might be this Sunday. Uh, is that personnel, uh, those personnel issues, or just two awful games that they had on the road against Buffalo and Baltimore? Uh, well, I mean, the, the Buffalo game, you know, back in week four, I think they didn't have Jalen Ramsey in that game, but but they had most of the rest of their defense. I mean, last week was, you know, to me, I think kind of epitomized the concerns that people have been having kind of with the Dolphins all along that they're 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 you know good at beating up uh, the uh, division two teams but not not so good against the uh, division one teams and um <laughs> you know they they, they they didn't show up for a game that would have would have allowed them uh to to be playing for the number one seed this week so you know now and now they're looking at the prospect of, of going on the road in the playoffs when it looks like the AFC East was you know kind of wrapped up a few weeks ago um so you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, they're they're they can be a very explosive team, but uh, you know, I think I think the one that really hurts too is that that loss against Tennessee on Monday night a few weeks ago when they, when they yeah. coughed up the lead at the, at the very end there with three minutes to go or whatever. I think they were up by two touchdowns, but um, they they just haven't shown an ability to, to to close certain games and then really to close out this regular season with any kind of a of momentum. And, and I think you know we're kind of heading into into an off season where you know, two has been a Pro Bowl quarterback, but you know, is he a guy you're going to want to pay $55 million to? I, I, I don't know. Um, so I think, you know, depending on how things go here, I think a lot of those old questions are going to be coming back um, to Miami. Okay, so with all that being said, what is a blueprint for a Miami victory on Sunday night? Well, I, I think it largely depends on kind of what, what kind of a deck they're, they're, they're playing with. I mean, can, can you, can you get Devon HN going? Uh, you know, I mean, he's obviously been great this season, uh, kind of in the, the number two limited touch role. Can you rely on him if Raheem Mostert can't go, uh, and, and 
does that then open up things downfield for Tyreek Hill? And, you know, he's been a little quieter the last couple of weeks dealing with the, the ankle that he suffered at that, that Tennessee game. You know, we, we discussed, I'm not sure he scored since, since, since then, but, you know, I, I think it's with any team, you know, if, if, if you get an early lead and make your opponent one dimensional, um, that helps, you know, I don't know if the bills are, are helped or hurt by, by playing this game in Miami in, in January. I mean, is, is it, you know, not, not nice to have the weather or are they, they got, not going to be ready for giving, given where, where, where they're coming from. Um, I, I think probably this is this is also a break for them, too, as opposed to playing in Miami in September or October. Uh, but I, I think the Dolphins have to have to get out in front early. Uh, you know, they, they hung with the Ravens for, for a little bit last week, and, and then it completely got away from them. Um, you know, I don't know that these are the same Bills that, that are that are going to put up three touchdowns, you know, in, in the span of a quarter on you, like, like we've seen before. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I just, you know, I, I'm really curious how Vic Fangio is going to hold this defense together uh, without his top two pass rushers uh, and, and, you know, the, the secondary banged up too. The other game I'm actually most interested in watching this week is the Saturday night game with uh, the Texans and the Colts. Uh, these are two teams that were expected to be, a, I think it's safe to say, well below average before the season started. Which of those two teams, Texans or Colts, has surprised you the most? Uh, I mean, they, they, they've both been huge surprises. I mean, remember remember last year we're, we're talking about their Week 18 game and whether or not the Texans would get the number one pick uh, out of that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think I think most people, I mean, certainly speaking for myself, I mean, I, I thought these would kind of be two teams that we, we, we view in the bottom five kind of league-wide this year. Uh, I, I guess I, I'm a little more surprised by the Colts given that you know Jonathan Taylor has, has missed so much of this this season this season kind of by choice uh, or, or by injury and, and then you don't have your your number one draft pick quarterback uh, basically for most of it and, and you're relying on relying on Gardner Minshew I mean I think I think Shane Steichen's getting a little overlooked um, in, in the, the coach of the year talk here both given that he could get this team from from nowhere into the playoffs uh, but you also kind of look at the impact that his absence has had um, on the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, you're, you're talking about a heck of a, I think of a head coach here and I'm really curious to see what they're going to be able to do when they've got everybody on board next year. But, uh, you know, Houston too. I mean, and I think this for a lot of people boils down to D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud, but uh, I mean, this team largely has a lot of the same personnel it did last year. I mean, Stroud and uh, you know, Will Anderson obviously are huge exceptions, but you know, I don't think anybody was scared of this receiving core four months ago, and now now look what they're doing on this offense with Bobby Slowick calling the shot. So, uh, yeah, just the other thing too, Bob, is I think I think a lot of people kind of view this, this, this division as it's going to being one that the Jacksonville Jaguars might have a stranglehold on for the next three, four, or five years with, with Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. uh, and, and the way that those guys finished off last season. Um, all of a sudden, you know, I, I don't think anybody would would assume anything about about where the the power balance is going in the AFC South. So, who wins on uh, Saturday night, the Texans or the Colts? I, yeah, I, I think it's kind of a coin flip. Uh, I, I I'm taking Houston just just based on on having CJ Stroud back healthy. Uh, you know, they're they're a little banged up too. Um, I'm, you know, I think the Colts to me look like a team that's maybe running out of gas. Uh, a little bit had had trouble with the, the Raiders at home last week and, and got their doors blown off by Atlanta uh, the, the week prior. Uh, they they do have the advantage of being home and historically they're they're very very good at home uh, against Houston. But you know they've never had C.J. Stroud come into that building before as a member of the Texans. So 
I, I, I think, you know, my, my, my take is Houston, but, but I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if it goes either way. I mean, the Houston defense has, has been certainly suspected times throughout the year as well. Nate Davis of USA Today, currently in the sports zone. Should Sunday be Bill Belichick's final game with the Patriots? Should it be? Uh, you know, that that's a question that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are going to have to figure out. Uh, I, I mean, as, as with kind of most people, I mean, I, I've been saying for years, you know, what a, you know, Bill Belichick didn't be getting too much credit for um, at least uh, being a personnel manager. I mean, you, you look back at a lot of their drafts, I mean, particularly in the second round, uh, particularly as it pertains to wide receivers uh, and, and, and some other positions, uh, and just, just some, some first-round picks. You know, you think of Cole Strange a couple of years ago, the, the guard being their first-round pick. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of questionable decisions there, uh, free agency, um, money as well. But, you know, by, by the same token, you look at how well this defense has performed this year, uh, really with, you know, not a whole lot of named guys on there. Matt, Matt Junon hurt, Christian Gonzalez hurt. Uh, it's been on the field a lot, uh, given how inept the offense has been. But, you know, you, you say these things, and, I mean, yeah, Bill Bell's done a fantastic job on defense. He's still got it there. But he he's, you know, he, he's the face of this franchise. And it, everything that's good or bad kind of comes back to him. Uh, and I think it's kind of hard to escape the fact that they've basically been a, you know, they, they have been a sub-500 team since Tom Brady left. And uh, Robert Kraft, you know, his expectations aren't being met. You know, he said before the season that he expected to be back in the playoffs. Uh, and obviously, you know, you're talking about a team that says it's going to be drafting, you know, in the top five and, and probably looking to need uh, another quarterback. So I don't know which way they're going to go. Um, I, I do kind of think that if, if you want Bill Belichick to stay, you, you have to, or, or if Bill Belichick wants to stay, that he's got to have to maybe have to concede control of some of the personnel things uh, and, and give up some power there. And I don't know if, if he's ready to do that or not. Um, and I think, you know, plus the fact that I think a lot of organ, other organizations uh, would, would take him and, and give him the keys to the kingdom. Um, and if you're the Patriots, you might be able to get some, some draft compensation uh, for that since he's still under contract. It, it's going to be an interesting calculus for Robert Kraft. But, I mean, it's going to come down to, to what his decision is, I think. And maybe Bill Belichick to an extent, but but I don't think anybody really knows, you know, what what the actual you know answer is until you know we hear from them next week. Let's look ahead a little bit to the playoffs here. Let's start with the Chiefs' offense. Will that offense be fixed at some point in January? Will it be fixed? I, I mean, I think you've got the advantage of knowing Patrick Mahomes is a is a bona fide playoff quarterback, um, and, and certainly is I think the most most proven guy of the, of the 14, whichever 14 they are, uh, you know, that, that are going to advance. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to turn into the Chiefs offense that we've, we've been accustomed to the last couple of years. Uh, you know, it, it is pretty crazy how, you know, that Travis, Travis Kelsey has kind of disappeared uh, the last few weeks and the other guys just haven't been able to, to pick up uh, the slack. But you know, I, I do think that the, the key maybe is to get Isaiah Pacheco going again. And I think this offense has really kind of worked best uh, when, when you're able to run it through him to a degree uh, and, and open up some things down, downfield for some of these other guys, like, like Rasheed Rice. Uh, so, and, you know, the, the other side of this thing, Bob, too, is that this defense has never been better in the Patrick Mahomes um, era. So, you know, I think you're looking at more 23-20 kind of games with them, whether whether it's win or lose. And obviously there's a lot of interest on how Patrick Mahomes might, might perform uh, and, and his team in general going on the road for the first time since he became the quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, but certainly, I, I think you, you count them out at, at your peril. Do you believe in the Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns? 
Well, I love the story, uh, you know, and I, I've, I've, I've gotten to talk to Joe a couple times over the years, and he, he is kind of a guy that you kind of naturally want to root for uh, in, in some ways. Uh, and it's, it's amazing what he's done. I mean, he's playing as well as he has pr- probably in, in uh, eight or nine years. I mean, I think 2014 was the last really good run he had with, with the Ravens. Uh, it's hard not to root for them. And, and again, this is a team that's going to take a defense on the road. uh, I don't think that any game is going to get away from them from a point standpoint. Um, You know, Joe Flacco is throwing the heck out of the ball. And if Amari Cooper is healthy and, you know, he turned David Njoku into such a fantastic downfield weapon. uh, There is still an interception issue. You know, uh, he, he has, you know, he he is fearless for a reason. And and a couple of those fearless decisions he's he's made in the last month that have, have resulted in turnovers. Uh, but but more than that, they, they've resulted in big plays. Um, I, I certainly think I'm probably going to pick the Browns against whichever AFC South team they end up drawing in, in the wild card round. Uh, beyond that, you know, I would give them a puncher's chance against the team like, like Baltimore that they've, they've beaten one time this year, uh, if memory serves. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. I, I don't think there's any super team out there. I mean, I think everyone is probably kind of thinking it's going to be a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl right right now, but any time we think that going to the playoffs, that, that's when things tend to change or you get a big upset, and I think Cleveland is right there among the teams um, that, that could serve that kind of upset to, to just about anyone. Okay, so speaking of the Ravens and 49ers, they both clinched top seeds last Sunday. Which of those, te- those two teams is most likely not to reach the Super Bowl? Uh, I would I, I think I worry about the Ravens more so in that, you know, they have not they, – they've got to prove to me, and specifically Lamar Jackson, and I mean, not to take anything away from the season he's had. He's, he's been, you know, fantastic, and I think in a way that, that, that's, that's more impressive with the way he kind of changed his game. I mean, the numbers aren't going to add up to his 2019 MVP year, but uh, I mean, this is a different kind of offense he's in this year. Uh, certainly played, played his best two games, I would say, you know, against the 49ers and, the, and against the Dolphins with the number one seed on the line. So credit to him. Uh, but but history also said, I think Lamar Jackson has won one playoff game, if memory serves. I think it was against the, uh, Tennessee a couple of years ago. Uh, so he, he's got to show yeah. that he can do it on, on the big stage. And, I mean, I also I, – I get a little concerned. You know, I, I'd love to ask him about this, but, I mean – it, it, it always kind of I get I give a little side eye when I see Lamar Jackson bundled up, uh, you know, with, with a hoodie and all this other stuff for a game in Jacksonville, you know, on, on a Monday night. Uh, so he, he's a Florida guy, you know. How's that going to go, you know, Baltimore uh, in January when it certainly can get cold? You know, I, I was there for the game a couple of years ago when they were the number one seed, and then the Titans uh, just just took it to them. Uh, again, I mean, on, on paper it looks like this should be the team, and they're playing great right now. Uh, but you, you do wonder, and Jim, you know, excuse me, John Harbaugh talked about this a couple of years ago. I mean, they, they kind of lost that momentum in 2019 from the regular season going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, he said then he would do things differently this time around. I mean, we'll see if he's got the formula for that. But um, and, and again, we're, we're nitpicking here. I think they're, they're certainly going to be the prohibitive favorite, but I, I've got more concerns about them than I do the 49ers. Going around the NFL with Nate Davis from USA Today. What's the biggest reason that the Eagles seem to be a broken team? Well, I think everyone wants to talk about body language and Jalen Hurts, you know, making comments after the games and certainly, you know, all the controversy surrounding AJ Brown. But I mean, to me, it's the defense. I mean, I mean, this defense looks looks broken at this point. They, they they've changed. Obviously, they're they're play callers. They they give up the big play. 
um, in, in, in Seattle at the end to, to lose that game, which, uh, you know, was one they really needed. And if, if they hadn't coughed up that game, they'd, they'd be playing for, for a win and end division title scenario um, this weekend. But, uh, I mean, they've given up, you know, 42 points, 33 points, 35 points. I mean, I mean it's, it's been ugly on that side of the ball. Uh, and to me, that, that that's the big reason that, that they look like a team that's, that's probably either one and done in the playoffs or maybe maybe they, they – you know, beat an NFC South team and, and get to the divisional round. But um, I don't think there's any reason to attach a whole lot of expectations to the Eagles for making another uh, another Super Bowl run this year. Okay, last up, if the Rams and the Lions play in the playoffs, uh, which team would you favor, Matthew Stafford's current team or his former team? I, I think I would roll with Matthew Stafford. Uh, I, I just yeah, I think the Lions are certainly aware of the history. They they tell you they don't want to be, and then they they're they're excited about kind of getting rid of this this thirty year hex on on the division. But I think there's going to be a little bit of pressure playing that first playoff game uh, in Ford Field, and the expectations uh, for you know a team this, this team hasn't done that. They haven't they haven't been in this in this forum. I mean Jared Goff certainly has playoff experience. He's kind of been up and down a little bit these last couple of weeks. Uh, and I think the Rams come in hot. They come in hot. They come in pretty healthy. Um, and, and uh, you know, you, you, you want to say they're battle-tested given they're two years uh, removed from the Super Bowl victory. Uh, a lot of those players are gone. But you still got Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and some others. Uh, and I think they're kind of playing with, with, with nothing to lose. Um, so I, I, think, I think I would go with the Rams. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But I think, I think relative experience, uh, and I, I think this is the kind of game, too, that Matthew Stafford uh, – just going to be a little extra pep uh, in his step, and I think I think he'd he'd love yeah. to go in there and put performance on. No doubt. All right, Nate. Good stuff as always. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll be checking back at some point in the postseason here. Thanks. Okay, Bob. Happy New Year. Thanks. You too. Thank you, Nate Davis from USA Today.